It's like a dive kick where you only need the two buttons for the whole game. <laughs> the for, whole game. Like all you ever like navigating the menus, everything is just two buttons. I mean, that's what every NES game was. You just needed two buttons. Yeah. Well, they had a, a D-pad though. Oh yeah, they did have the the pad. Dive dive kick had a dive and a kick. <laughs> dive and kick. <laughs> and that's that's all, That's all you need to get through life. Dive kick. Yeah. Or that game at least. Welcome to Twitter City. <laughs> Hi. What up? Oh, man. It's Twitter City. We're back. We put music over it. Yeah, the music has already been put over but it. There's, there's music. There's music all around us in, in, in these times because we're here. Oh, were we going to say it? Were we going to... In these uncertain in these times. In these uncertain times. In these times of turmoil. Oh, we have fear. not put out a, an official like press release about anything going on. No, we didn't. <laughs> well, I, I think it's because we were out here doing the work. We were out here... We, we weren't forward-facing, like, social media influencer assholes. We were out here in the real world. Yeah. Doing the grit. Right here, d- doing it, not dying, in these streets, taking care of people. That's why you didn't see us. Because we're behind people. the scenes. Yeah. We're, we're making it happen. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't gotta be Logan Paul out here. Oh, no. Getting arrested for clout. Getting arrested for clout. No, we get arrested because we want to. <laughs> Because we damn well please. <laughs> Fuck, want to throw a Red Bull at a cop. We, we're out get, uh, getting arrested just to shit in a cop car. Yeah, like that was the plan all along. Mm. It's, it's, it's 40 chests. I'm thinking 10 shits ahead. <laughs> like, the cop arrests you and you're in the back of the cop car. He just turns around and looks at you. You just have this knowing smile I'm on just your face. Like, I'm shitting right now. I'm, I'm seeing five X-Lax tablets at once. Getting ready. <laughs> you play directly into my hand, <laughs> officer. I've been eating nothing but vegan chili for seven days, dog. I'm ready. Do you know how much fiber is in my fucking body right now? I have no idea, but I think the mobile police department is about to know. <laughs> Like Hi, somebody's to, gonna have to test that. <laughs> welcome to Twitter sitters. Shit on cops. All cops are toilets. Um, yeah, dude. A cat. A cat. <laughs> Tango with a cat. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? All right, we're already in this bitch. Huh? We're in this robot right now, dude. Have you heard uh, "Run the Jewels" for? Yes, I have. It's quite good. Holy shit! <laughs> it's like every time they come out with a new one, I'm like. It's the best one. There's, they won't be able to. Be, it's the best every single time. It's the best one. There are so many like production things on there that should not work, but they fucking pull it off somehow. Like oh, yeah. I'll like I'll hear a new sound coming into like a song and be like, "What is this?" Then five seconds later, I'm like, "Oh, that's what that is." Yeah, oh, it's in the beat now, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Holy Kalama fuck is. <laughs> One of the best songs I've heard, like, recently. Even, maybe, I don't know. We could even go back further. Oh. Like, I I really adore that song. Because, like, I, I remember whenever um, Worry by Jeff Rosenstock came out, I was like, this is my album of the decade. Do you get those same kind of vibes from this? Uh, those are the vibes that I got from uh, uh, some rap songs. I still feel that way. Uh, some rap songs about Earl Sweatshirt is still my personal soundtrack. Oh, it's, it's very good. I can't let it go. <laughs> well, you shouldn't let it go. I won't. I said I wasn't. <laughs> Why are you trying to get me to let it go? 
Hey, why don't you stay over there? I know, I know fucking Elsa, all right? By the way, we are on a couch now. We're in the new stude. Elsa's kind of a cop. Huh? Elsa's kind of a cop. Oh, El- she dresses in blue. Okay, there we go. She, uh, she wants to let it go, meaning the gat. Yeah. Of course. She was, she, she was to let go of those charges against her. Yeah, the, the blicky. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, the, the, the cut Frozen song. Icky <laughs> with the blicky. <laughs> nah, it, if it's like a 6 9 song, it's got to be called like Gooby or something. <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> some stupid Zumba. shit. Zumba. Yeah. <laughs> The cuts like it's six nine made a song for the Frozen Two soundtrack and they were like nah <laughs> you you can keep that <laughs> six nine if you did that please still put it on the album yeah I want to hear the the unreleased Frozen song yeah go ahead. yeah go ahead I feel like we're I feel like we're in a small boat when it comes we no never mind we can't be in a small boat dude's still successful I can't swim <laughs> I'm not I'll going on the a boat. Sm- like if the, if the boat isn't the size of a continent I'm not getting on it. <laughs> If the boat is not a landmass. Dude, that's right. Can't swim solidarity. I've been getting so many people pressuring me into swimming recently. And I don't like it. I'm so glad you said the words can't swim solidarity because that's what this world needs is. Because I can't whistle. Okay. Can't swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I pretty much am emotionless. Yeah. So those are things. <laughs> That I wish I had a support group for. See, I feel like I'm too emotional. Oh man, see, I feel like I'm I'm always like six feet from the edge. Damn. And I'm what? <laughs> Hold on. What? Did I miss it? I was going in a, a Lincoln Park direction in my head. Oh, I was going a Creed direction. Oh, <laughs> hold me now. <laughs> six feet from the edge, and I'm saying, yeah, oh, that I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened to me. Too much time, dude. Yeah, we've had a lot of time. Um, yeah. We can go ahead and get into stuff, or we can take this opportunity to talk about what's because part of this is just for us, really. Well, the thing that we uh, wanted to talk about today is uh, it, it's it's ingratiated in like they don't necessarily have to be two separate topics. That's true. Um, that being said, uh, what you wearing? Mm, you beat me too. I was about to do it. Ooh, uh, you got to be, be a little quicker. Than that. So, um, because we're still in the midst of a murder pandemic, uh, yeah, and uh, pandemic too. Yeah, we're still we're still up in it. Uh, CDC recommends still wearing a mask, but it's summer, oh. and it's hot as fuck, and I sweat a lot just as a person. So right now, I'm wearing nothing but a mask. Ooh. I'm wearing a mask on my face and also a mask on my dick, so that doesn't get sick either. Oh, okay. The, I, a, a, a Jimmy hat. Yeah, a good, a good old, uh, a good old uh, cap. Uh, <laughs> no cap. All uh, cap, no cap. Goat skin. Um, is out here trying to stay safe but trying to be cool and also trying to appeal to people because i feel like i've got this good quarantine body going on Ooh, i noticed the quarantine body uh i got the quarantine body quarantine hair um i feel like people have not taken the opportunity to flex in these times as i've taken the opportunity to flex yeah um 
I absolutely agree. Just because you're not out in public does not mean you don't have to pass by a mirror. Mm-mm. I'm still taking Instagram pictures, dog. Yeah, flexing is a is a is a full time job, <laughs> and I'm so like just because you're quarantined or like, off work doesn't mean that you're off from flexing. Mm-mm. Work from home. Yeah, <laughs> work that ass from your bedroom. Yeah, you better work. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going just full mask, full safety, but also full uh, sweetness. All right. Uh, Ryan, uh, what you wearing? All right, so uh, me being me, a uh, strong, strong, uh, strong, strong black man, strong black man, <laughs> me, uh, y- y'all know, uh, big old dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm wearing um, uh, full body armor, and I'm not talking like balaclava riot suit no i'm wearing a suit of medieval <laughs> like me- metal shit because your boy is scared oh, yeah. i'm gonna be honest you it's open season on your boys out there and the shit i've been seeing on the news and all the, well i mean my whole life basically but like yeah yeah it, it's feeling like people get mad for no reason for some reason i, I don't <laughs> I don't know the reason. I didn't do shit to these people, right. but it, it feels like if if some white people just caught me out in public, they'd be like, "Hey, look at them." So that's why. Okay. I'm gonna be in full armor. Okay. So that when they see me out in public, they're gonna be like, "Hey, what the fuck is this? A Spanish Inquisition?" <laughs> and it'll be a different like I'll be met with different energy <laughs> than if I was wearing my you know my black skin. So that's what I'm wearing. See if um. If Robert comes to bullet, um, <laughs> I, will, I will put my nude mask body in front of your metal body. Uh, it, see, that's being an ally right there. See, that's kind of like a whole like full metal alchemist deal. Think about, oh, you know what's deep? You know what we just did? If you wearing nothing but mask on your face and your dick stood in front of me in my, uh, my full suit of armor, you would be safer oh, yeah. than me. <laughs> Especially if they could see through the, the cracks in the armor that I was black. Yeah. Um, can't risk it. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do dude. It. Uh, that's a... Uh, I tried to make that funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, you I took some steps there. We yeah. were... Yeah. Put a few wrinkles in it. It's really not a funny thing. I said it with a smile on my yeah. face. <laughs> I tried. Well, I haven't... Sh- like... A lot of people have been making jokes during this, but I don't, I don't know if it's a funny thing. I don't. I don't know if... Here, are, I don't know. Here, um, how you feeling, Bill? Ooh, <laughs> just talk about since the last time we talked at, at at IHOP. Yeah, I was gonna say the last time I saw you and asked you this question, we were like in the in the thick of the pandemic, and we went out to do the fans <laughs> of the show. No, we <laughs> we did a man on the street fucking IHOP episode. So since then. All right. So since then, I've uh, been ingrained in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, my father died. Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't have parents anymore. That's a weird. That's a weird feeling. I bet. Um, I don't really know what to do with that, but I've been taking that energy and uh, amidst quarantine, um, focusing on making things. Uh, I released an album. Mm-hmm. Made uh, made a documentary, which you were a big part of. Yes, I am. I saw some of it. It's good. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Oh yeah, I'm excited about it too. Um, wrote short stories. One of them was about to be published. 
as long as everything goes cool with that. Um, with the art stuff, I've been trying to funnel that into like a way to like donate towards uh, the causes and the movements right now. This I've been noticing. Bill has been using his creativity for the cause, and I, I, I see you over yeah. there. I'm not good at a lot of things, but the few things I am good at, I try to exercise. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it's just like uh, started drinking a lot. Noticed it. Calmed down on that. Okay. Um, I bought. I, I was buying bottles of vodka just for myself for the first time. Damn. Which is a different world. I was not comfortable with it. Um, got known at a Wendy's. Um, so I had to stop going there. Oh, you mean like they started to, they to like recognize you yeah, and shit? Yeah. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall I've been taking these terrible, terrible times and trying to do the best that I can. Okay. Uh, Ryan, how you feeling, bud? <sighs> you know, I was... Not like trying to suck my own dick or anything, but Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like I'm doing when I go back and listen to old episodes of this podcast. But I did that and (laughs) I was mid (laughs) blowjob upon my own dick when I noticed that I said every time you ask me how I'm feeling, I'm always like on a downturn. Right. As I am right now. (laughs) And I tried my best to come at because I knew at some point you were going to ask me how you feel. And I was like, I'm going to be like ready excited and i'm so stressed out i am ever since uh the quarantine lifted and i got my job back and i got another job on top of that like an additional job right uh i've just been busy a lot i also got into a relationship (laughs) since yeah the last time uh that's been cool um I don't know, dog. I finally got out of my mom's house again. Hell yeah, I got out of my dad's house. Look at that. He had to die for it to happen. Oh Dude. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. Yeah, I can say a lot of things. I I'm gonna allow you. I even feel nervous, like laughing when you make a joke about it. I'm like, no, <laughs> it does suck. Nah, he's fine. <laughs> he's he's in a better place. Well, he's in, he's he's in a jar. Let's <laughs> let's. Let's be clear. I don't know if it's a better place. That's a me, Bill. <laughs> okay. But uh, I, uh, I don't know. I'm finally on my own. Sort of. I have a roommate, but you know, you know how that is. Uh, you know what's weird? What's weird? There are five jobs in this house. Oh my god! Yeah, it takes five jobs for us to afford to live here. That's fucked up. Also, big bonkers thing. I didn't think about until today, actually. We live, like, a school apart. Oh, yeah. You're on, like, the other side of the school. This is so nice, right? Yeah. It, like, a lot... All the places that I like to go, like, other than, like, work and shit, is in this neighborhood. It's so like, cool. All my friends and the little stores and shit that I like are just right here. Like, I'm close to you. I'm close to Zeke. I was close to Carson. Mm-hmm. As well, it's close to Jade. Everything is, it's so nice. Yeah, this is incredible. This is, this is the dream. Because I was about to live, what you don't know is I was about to live on uh, the corner of Florida and uh, ba- basically back where the mule is. 
and uh, it was gonna be like a one room like studio. Oh hell yeah, dude! Thing, but I was gonna be by myself, and then like right when we were about to go, like do the paperwork for that, Carson called me. It was like, yo, dude. <laughs> do you want to be can, I, can you can you please consider me and my roommate and i came and looked at it and i was like yo <laughs> yes see that's been the nice thing like throughout all this i feel like particularly w- with our friends everyone's kind of come together like yeah we we needed each other especially because our our mode of of expressing ourselves kind of just disappeared yeah like all of a sudden and we were all just kind of like well, I don't know what to do with myself now. So we just kind of had to like, squat up. We've all been like looking after, like me and Heather, like worked out the thing where like we live together because we both need a, a place to live. And like you and Carson worked it out. I feel like this has brought the best out of some people. Oh, yeah. And I will nice. say, speaking, it's not nearly on the same level of how you felt about your dad and kind of how it's like, uh, you know, it sucked, but it gave. It was like a catalyst for, for some good things. That's kind of what quarantine or the coronavirus, like the whole thing, for me. Because I was, I had been fired from, well, not fired. I quit. I, I talked about that on an episode. Yeah, yeah. So I was down to one job, which apparently is is red zone terrible. Like you gotta have. <laughs> Should not be, but yeah, you only got one job, dude. God, you need a dollar, but uh, <laughs> fucking, I had to move back in with my mom for like four months, and I had like no money. Like I'm paying back like debts that I incurred, like trying to stay on my own, and like I just there was just no end in sight. And then the stimulus happened, Ooh. and then unemployment started hitting, Ooh. and I was like, I can move out now. Like I got. <laughs> Like, if I get this this other job going, which I, spoiler alert, I did, like, I can make this work. Like, I, I just crawled up out the hole <laughs> all of a sudden. So thanks, 100,000 people that uh, contracted that, that disease, because I had a come up. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, come up, some people went six feet down. It all works out. Yeah, it's, it's balance. Got that, you know. got that, got that 1,200 bucks. Mm. I'm more... Uh, I, I'm more important. We all know this. Like I'm you not, all had to die so that my vision. I would. I would argue that we're the most important people. Yeah, <laughs> you're listening to the two most important people to ever exist. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's been it's been weird, uh, dude. 2020 has been like out of a fucking novel or dude, some shit, like a Stephen King book. I hate it too. Like I, the last time that. Uh, I was with my daughter. Uh, I took her someplace and like, I took her to Waffle House because we were gonna eat waffles because that's what we do on Sundays. We go get waffles. I like that. It's nice. It's a nice thing. But like, she was acting real weird, and then she asked if like we could get the order like to go. I was like, yeah, that's fine. So like, we did that, and we went back home and like we ate the waffles. I was like. Are you okay? Like, is something wrong? She was like, she's scared to like go out and stuff. And because of the uh, the pandemic, or because of uh, of other things? Because of the pandemic, I had the race talk with her. Yeah, um, I went ahead and proactively did that just so that she was aware. I, I was just like, people who don't look like you get treated unfairly, 
and whenever you see unfair things happen, you want to stop those things. So that's what's happening. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, it was the first time that like, I felt bad for bringing this, like, super pre- most important thing in the world to me, like, at the mouth of hell. Yeah, that's a... Uh, it's weird. I also share that, uh, that worry because uh, talk of, of children and, uh, you know, offspring and all that ha- has happened in my life. And my, the, the thing that I always come back to is, like, if things are as fucked up as they are now, imagine how they would be when this kid is your age. Right. Like, what, what have you wrought? Like, what, what, have, what have you done? <laughs> And like, let's but not. It doesn't have to be like that. Let's not like pretend for a little bit here because everything's happening now. There's still an election. Things are gonna get worse. Yeah, we're not even halfway through the year yet. It's not gonna like, be good. I guess we are now officially like, yeah, halfway. I think this actually is the halfway point. Yeah, it's like now. June fifteenth. Yeah, it's fourteenth. Fourteenth. So we are halfway. We we we're only halfway. <laughs> and then. What's weird about people saying like, oh, 2020 was crazy, all 2019 was... Time doesn't give a fuck about what year it is. It's not like we're going to hit the reset button on December 31st and we're going to have a new season. Like, it just keeps going. Years have been bad forever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, people think of time as like this like linear like climbing up thing. And it's not. No. It is constantly... Down and down, sometimes up, then down. Have you ever seen uh the the <laughs> the good place? It's not the good place. <laughs> Jeremy Barry. <laughs> but, all right, so there's a scene in the good place where uh Ted Danson's trying to explain how time actually works, and he was like, "Y'all like to experience uh, time as a line, but it's not. It's more like this." And he turns the page, and it's just a cursive word Jeremy bear me he's like this is what time actually looks like and then like the dot on the eye was like we don't know what's going on here Jesus, <laughs> like, some weird shit but yeah dude Jeremy bear me yeah fucking shout out Jeremy bear me <laughs> yeah no dude it's not a person that's what time <laughs> the line of time is Jeremy bear <laughs> time is time is garbage Life is mostly shit. There's some good times. Yeah. Cherish those times. Like we're doing. But I will say, don't sit and wait for those good times to show up and be like, oh, I can't wait for the good times to come. Go get it. No, make those times. Make Make those phone calls. That text that that, uh, you want to send, get drunk and send it. Please. Do it. There's no reason not to. Don't send it to me, though. Tell me if... (laughs) Look... (laughs) I've always been that guy that, like, don't fucking talk to me. Like, I don't like new people, whatever. Seriously, though, since the uh, pandemic and all that started and people have been, like, in their houses just, like, going stir-crazy, I've been hearing from so many people from high school that are just like, oh, oh no. hey, Ryan, what you been up to? It's been forever. And I'm like... You don't care. What? <laughs> like, yeah, what? And then there's people that's like, oh, man, I love to to... Specifically, there was one dude who we both know that was like, hey, man, I'd love to, uh, uh, you know, get something together because, you know, you do comedy and like uh, it'd be cool if we got a show together. I'm like, bro, have you ever. Do you. (laughs) What what experience have you like? Have you references? Don't nobody know you like what? 
what do you think you're gonna do just like show up on the scene and be like i'm doing a thing like no that's not how it works no nah, dog yeah they, people have such a weird understanding i got one girl that keeps saying we should go on tour what and i'm like do you know what a tour like you've been on tour tour is a fucking nightmare dude yeah, imagine if you had never performed stand-up in your life oh didn't know anybody God. dude let's go on tour i <laughs> no. i i had four mental breakdowns on tour and you're like a season like <laughs> you're more seasoned than i am dude i called an ex-girlfriend crying in atlanta on tour <laughs> that's how bad it was i keep trying to <laughs> i have not been on tour yet but i can feel like anytime someone comes to me, it's like, yeah, we got to get a tour together. Immediately, my mind is just like, huh. <laughs> now we got to call this guy and get these dates scheduled and like see what. Yeah, and I gotta have enough material to go on tour. You have to be able to be in a car with this person for seven, eight hours. Like cause this I, person I'm talking to, I've never met. Because like I went on tour with Seeking Carson, like two of my best friends. Yeah, I still kind of hated them at the end of it. Like, well, yeah, like there is no human being that you wouldn't hate by the end of, of that. Like, speaking of hate, uh, <laughs> do you want do you want to get into it? Yeah, we can get into it. All right, so so Bill has done extensive research yeah i've had the time i've um, made the time yeah it's uh i almost lost him gonna say he spiraled a little bit we had to grab him yeah i had some moments i looked up some makeup tutorials <laughs> it's like that i shouldn't have looked up it was like those episodes of like the cop show when the detective is going undercover it's like you're in, you're in too deep <laughs> like, that's that's what happened the mayor the mayor has been on my fucking back about this <laughs> yeah we gotta bring this case in dude um, we are talking today about K-pop Twitter. Now, I don't know how, uh, how much you guys have been paying attention to what has been happening with K-pop Twitter, but if you haven't, allow Bill to, to educate you. K-pop Twitter, you know, once kind of seen as the parasite of the bird app. Um, <laughs> the bird app. <laughs> Um, has really come into their own in in this time through a, like a like a few different means. Um, they did a bunch of work towards uh, coronavirus stuff, but particularly um, in hating cops. Oh hell yeah! K-pop stands have thrived. Um, cops of course, of course opened up tip lines. K-pop's fan flooding them with fan cams. Yes. Um, Hit K-pop idol group BTS uh, raised a ton of money uh, for Black Lives Matter stuff. Wait, real quick, did you hear about how someone hacked the Chicago police's uh, <laughs> a fucking you know radio signal or whatever and started playing Chocolate Rain over and over? Again? I heard about fuck the police. I didn't hear about Chocolate Rain. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> So relevant. God, the fact that Chocolate Rain came out so long and like no one paid attention to what it was actually about. Right? Is, like, if you listen to those lyrics today, it is relevant. Moving. Some stay dry. <laughs> Others feel, feel the pain. pain. A baby born today will die before the sin. I Dude. think was one of the lines. Chocolate Rain. <laughs> Gotta move away from the mic. <laughs> I'll move away from the mic to protest police brutality. <laughs> Oh man! God, thank God for Tay's on day. <laughs> um, 
But anyway. K-pop fans have been like on the move. They raised like over a million dollars for Black Lives Matters fund, like to match a donation that BTS made. Which in turn, John Cena made a donation. Oh hell yeah! To match that, because apparently he's a fucking BTS stan. I oh, didn't yeah. know this, dude. Cena, C- I, I kind of knew that that he was down with with the culture. Um, but they really and like um, hijacking all live matters hashtags with pictures and fan cams and everything like that and it's coming from a subculture of people who've for so long been like persecuted is not the is not the word well they kind of brought it on themselves i'll say that's the thing that's been my angle in this in like doing research and i think what we're trying to like break down the verdict of in this is have they um I think this is a uh, this is the K-pop Stan uh, redemption arc we're seeing right now. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Back before all of this, and back before I've, I've I've always known their power, like their ability to to do things. They're they're on. I think that they are on on like the same level as anonymous <laughs> at this point. Like they are so powerful. But I never like they would only use that power to annoy people. With no real like cause, just like we want you to be a fan of this guy. I was like, I don't give a fuck about or whatever the fuck. Jesus like, I, I don't, Christ! I, I don't care. That, look, dude, look. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Insert Korean sounding name here. <laughs> Jungo or something. All right. But yeah, that's me. We'll just take that and put it over. The other one. <laughs> Sorry about that. But <laughs> fucking, it, I swear, anytime I get on uh, Twitter and I go to the, the trending topics and right. I see words together that don't make any sense, I know a K-pop band put another album out and that's the title of it. <laughs> but it's always been like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why are y'all swinging your dicks around and not doing any, like, why are you just pissing people off until... Well, yeah, and they I, were like, "We have a reason to piss people off now." <laughs> and I think there's been, because I mean, ultimately, like, what the what did they do to piss people off? They posted fan cams, right? Yeah, but they posted fan cams in in places that were irrelevant. Yeah, but and I, they would just like in, infect other people's conversations, and it would be like, "Stop!" Like nobody cares about this right now. It's like, no, be a fan of this, and it's like. I don't care, and that—that's. Oh, See, <laughs> my opinion of it, like whenever I go through like Twitter threads, is I would rather see a fan cam than like someone posting a like I'm taking your meme meme. I would agree. At least a fan cam presents something like somewhat interesting. Like I might hear a fucking bop, okay, or, or I might see someone cute. Like it, it adds more than it could possibly detract because if it detracts i could just i just fucking do this with my fucking thumb and get and get past it yeah that's that's always the the uh the solution that i feel like everyone should come to is like you don't have to see like you don't you don't have to see this you can close twitter like you can <laughs> scroll past it it's easy because like that's been my thing with with k-pop people is i think that they're like the fucking anime kids in high school 
Yes. Who were just so stoked and so excited about something that they had that they wanted to let people know. But it's kind of like a let people know by any means necessary thing. Yeah, they kind of make a spectacle of it. And I, K-pop is a fucking spectacle. Yeah, by design. Yeah. Like, they, they train and beat these kids into being... <laughs> A spec? Did you you know about this? Yes, yeah. I have points. Oh, no, no, he did the research. Hold on, I got what? I got the book. Yeah, he, he, literal a literal book. I'm looking at. So, um, in the mid to late 1990s, three companies were formed. Uh, they are SM, JYP, YG. Not the rapper YG. Okay. Um, no relation. They control most of the k-pop situation in doing so uh there are a lot of shady things put in place uh some of these are the in-house programs where kids get everything is done inside of an insular system okay they sign these kids to something known as and this is a real term slave contracts they actually call it slave contracts they are called slave contracts like 17 20 year contracts um they have to they usually have to like pay back the stuff that like for their training their board all that all that jazz and it's i was going to get into this later but we're getting into it now k-pop is gross in a way i totally understand why people like it Okay. It's yeah, a, I mean, it's it's on the same level as like you know boy bands and yeah, stuff like that. That's like, like yeah, the Beatles, Backstreet Boys, BTS, Brockhampton. Yeah. B- boy bands all starting with B. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the that's the thing to do. Because like, because like you have to think of the way like South Korea was founded. South Korea was founded as a as a United States proxy state, essentially. I never knew this. They were. And because of how, like, worker rights are and the general work culture in Korea, if you want to do music in Korea, guess what you have to do? What? You have to go through one of these three companies. Like, there's no other... Like, you can't just put out your SoundCloud or nothing? You, you can do it after you work 18 hours. Oh, God. At a place. Oh, God. But if you want to do music, this is the avenue that you have to go through. And, like, there are terrible, like, artist practices here. Oh, yeah. The 360 deal? Yeah, exactly. But, like, I can put out a... I can, you know, work my fucking eight hours at a place, you know, do side work or whatever, and still put out, like, a SoundCloud album. Yeah. These people don't have a choice. And that's kind of the dark side of this, is Mm. people have this thing which they have engineered to enjoy. There's no sin in enjoying it. But in enjoying it, you are, like, participating in this very disgusting system. Yeah, B, uh, not BTS specifically. K-pop is like diamonds or, like, like gems of any kind. Like you, They look pretty, mm-hmm. of course. Some people look great in them. I'm okay with that. I can't. <laughs> I don't really like jewelry. I like my arms to weigh the same. But, uh, yeah, there's, they're, they're, you know, rocks from the earth. You know, what's wrong with that? Until you look at, like... The fucking, like, exploitative system in Africa and shit that got you the... Yeah. yeah. I get it. Like, iPhones. They're yeah. cool. It's technology. What's wrong with that? Except fucking little Jimmy's fingers in China. Yeah. My, fa- my favorite K-pop group? iPhone 5S. 
So but, when you see that trending on Twitter, you'll know like that's a K-pop band. I think that there is a certain powerlessness that like being a K-pop stan ensues because you're, you're you're participating in this in this system, but it's at the cost of something that you enjoy. And like I feel like I kind of relate to it because like as a wrestling fan. Oh God. WWE does like. 10 things a year that are like reprehensible where I'm like, this is disgusting. I will, I cannot support this company, but I fucking stand Oscar. Like, yeah. or what they'll do is they'll have the 10 things that make your stomach turn. And then, then they'll do one thing. Yeah. That is just the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and it, it just hooks you back in. And then, and then they'll take that thing that you loved and hooked you back in and shit on it. Oh, dude. And make you feel the same way. They do this over and over again. Like, it's... It's frustrating. And it's... K-pop in and of itself is like a capitalist wet dream. Because what you're doing is you take these kids, you are essentially making money from a natural resource of just people. Yes. Because what they'll do is they'll take these kids... Um, or, you know, men, you know, children, women, whatever. And they'll have them market certain things. They automatically create a supply and demand for this item just by being them. And it's a circular system where, like, you were just making money off a person's existence. It's perfect if you're a capitalist. Well, yeah, if you're the one profiting and, you know the one who whose plan is going into motion right now but like if you're the the one putting your name on that slave contract um, there's no way they know what they're getting themselves into at that point in their career life whatever well yeah they they get signed when they're like uh when the documentaries i watched um some of the members of girls generation girl generation um were approached when they were 11. and what's crazy about our groups like that that I, i i I think you actually told me this a while back is that like when you say girls generation, like for instance, when we say NSYNC, when we say Brockhampton, we're thinking of these members of this, like these individual people make up this group. But in, in K-pop, it's more like this is the name of the band. Fuck the individual members. Yeah. We'll, we'll plug anybody in there that we want, that we want. And like, you're going to be cool with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, there, there was an instance um, for Super Junior, K-pop group Super Junior. Um, someone got was going to be the 14th member, 14th or 15th member of Super Junior, which also relating to the to the wrestling thing. If I look at these K-pop groups of like 14 people, I'm like, that's the NWO. Like, yeah, that's the, <laughs> like, wait, 14 concurrent members? Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought you meant like the there's four or five of them and they've been like cycled. Nice. No, they're all in the group at the yeah. same time. Wow. <laughs> but like, wow. They were trying to get this other kid on in Super Junior. Fans did not like it. For whatever reason, they did not like this fucking dude. Mm. Fans bought stock in the company to try to get a seat on the board of directors to say, fuck this dude. Oh we my don't God. Him. See, this is the power that we're talking about. It is... And it's not just 
localized here. It's not like the actual like Korean part of it. Like they, they have a word for fa like Sasang, Sasang fans or something like that. Oh. It's essentially like the people who will like collect piss and try to sell it on eBay. Oh, or, like uh, ba uh, Gamer Girl Bathwater. Gamer Girl Bathwater. <laughs> or like uh, they'll shave their heads to try to like get into um, the bathroom with them. Get into the, the boys' bathroom. It's wild and it's because like what you can't see during that silence was my eyes wide open. Like, yeah, th there was a visual reaction just then. Sorry, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> and like, I don't think it was like my mom was super in into the Beatles. I feel yeah. like they were probably doing the same thing. It's just there wasn't stuff to document at them. Yeah, well, sort well, you didn't see specifically that, but the the craze that I saw when videos of the Beatles playing live, like when I would see the the audience lose their like scream through the entire there's no way they heard the concert. No. Like there's no way. <laughs> like these people were insane for the fucking Beatles. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> Like, have, I firmly believe that whenever a bunch of people care about a certain topic, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Especially when a, a bunch of people, I don't know, when they care about a topic and they have nothing else to care about, really. And, and that's why I think this whole scenario is is beautiful. Because we took those people that's like, they're kind of in their bubble, like just bubbling up, like we're such big fans. And then like something out in the world happens and it's like, we can direct this energy towards something good or yeah. like productive. And I don't know. I, I, I love that. Sorry. I got a little emotion. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Like it, cause like I've, I've talked to a few K-pop stands in doing research for this. Oh, you, you got some, some correspondence? Yeah, uh, I put some viewers out to K-pop stands that I found. Uh, some of them did not want to message a stranger back on the internet. I feel that. Um, some of them did. And, like, the vast majority of the people that I talked to were just like, yeah, this is just something that, like, I really like. This is not w what I do on Twitter all day. But, like, I will wake up at, like, four in the morning to, like, watch a music video that they put out. Which... Ah. I, I, I get. I've watched WrestleMania for ten fucking hours. Like yeah, whenever uh, wrestling is uh, across the pond, quote unquote, we'll stay up to dude, watch that pay per view. Fucking Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, dude. yeah, dude. So like, I get it. I just think that it's just a sheer thing about volume, and whenever you have a big volume of people the bad apple argument comes into play. Oh, did I fall into it? You, I mean, I think I did. You may have, but it's, it's an, it's an easy Cause those bad apples are the most vocal. Yeah. And they're, I'm starting to realize my flaw here. Cause like amidst, you know, doing the research in this, I found that not a whole lot separates K-pop stand Twitter and wrestling Twitter. Oh, wrestling Twitter is garbage. Oh, it, it's shit. It is shit. My God. I fucking hate it. But, like, it's just a question of volume. It's just a question of people saying, like, 
Stan Luna versus oh Alistair Black should be pushed more. They fuck. Why do they hate Alistair Black? I guess the way the Twitter algorithm, I guess, is set up. When someone says something that you disagree with, you're more likely to comment on it or to like engage with it in some way, making it more visible. To if I just say, "Oh, HBK versus uh Ric Flair was a great match." That's not going to get any like everyone knows that. That's, yeah. like, there's nothing to say about that. Like that's going to get buried. If I say something like uh Undertaker's overrated, people are going to be like, "Why? I- explain yourself." So, yeah, I can see that. Let's get one thing straight. Undertaker is overrated. Yeah. I I'm, we we could do a whole episode about my feelings towards the Undertaker and people who I think didn't deserve the legacy they got. But <laughs> anyway, Undertaker, we coming for you. I swear, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, Mark. <laughs> if you're God. listening, Mark. You what are Mark. Fucking sad old man. You want to oh. shoot? I keep. I've, I've been watching the documentary. It's just a fucking sad old man, dude. He is, man. It, it kind of makes me. It doesn't make me sad. It's just like, oh, the real Undertaker. <laughs> he's a real, I don't know. I shouldn't be thrown off by that. He's, he's always been a real man. He's always been mean Mark Callis. <laughs> the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> the Punisher. But. A blue life. When it, when it comes to like K-pop stands, like obviously the, the, the big vocal ones. If you were in their position, what do you feel like you would stand? Ooh. If I just had an extra email address and I wanted to make a, just a sock puppet stand account, I would stand Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, okay. Just, That's a fucking good one, dude. I would endlessly post about this movie. Like, I did it from my main account. Uh, I don't main. It's my only account. <laughs> but, uh, yo... I have endless feelings about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I grew up with this movie. Yeah. I know how much it sucks. You don't have to tell me this yeah, in my email and my mentions or nothing. I know it's a terrible movie. Yeah, but it's got Sindel in it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was about to, to fan out. Uh, love? <laughs> I have never <laughs> loved you. You have such a pathetic child. What reason was it to love? God damn it, dude. Stan Sindel. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just... Just Sindel. <laughs> Have the account be Sindel from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's what I would do. Dear Lord. Have you, I, ever, have you ever had like an alternate Twitter account? Yes. Uh, I was Ray Ann McGillicuddy. I did it to, uh, to fuck with a person that you know very well, whose name we do not have to say <laughs> on this podcast. This was years ago. Was that but, uh, something Duckface? Was that? Y- yeah, this is Duckface. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did that for a while. I had a, I had a, um, I had a Twitter account whenever I was going through like an emotional downturn, where it was just stuff that made me cry. Uh, it was just a list of things, like a black pill, soy fuel. <laughs> like, and then like uh, I also had the like Twitter accounts for the bots that I wrote and stuff like that. Uh, oh yeah, you had the uh, the character generator bot. That's yeah, still going strong. It's still fucking going. I don't know how. I've lost the code. It is just out there now. It's a fucking <laughs> monster, just generating things. One day it's gonna show up on this show. <laughs> I found you. <laughs> I 
after years searching, I finally found my father. It's somehow become problematic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speak. Sorry. This is unrelated. Do you remember when uh, I told you my mom uh, uh, found a newspaper clipping of a girl that she believes is my half sister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lost it. Yeah. I found it. Ooh. And I sent her a message. She does not get on Facebook. So, <laughs> so that's just out there. If you're listening, hey, I'm your brother. Anyway. Hi. Yeah. What up? How you been? I'm friends with your brother. Uh, he's a he's a good man. He tries. You know, he's doing he's doing good. Uh, he has a wildly su- successful everything in this world. Big old dick. Oh, such a such a big old dick! Like you don't have to be. You're a sister. You have to be concerned. Yeah. But the dick, the dick is, yeah, okay. uh, medically concerning. I mean, I, you can't just be any old woman <laughs> and go toe to toe with you know. Nah. No, but that's all irrelevant to you. To go toe to toe with this dick, only one woman, <laughs> Sindel. Yeah. Love. Just gotta scream at the dick. And you are powerless, <laughs> Thundergod. But I feel like going back to the K-pop thing. I feel a weird sense of almost like your know, brotherhood or whatever with these people because they care about this weird magical thing that's kind of toxic but it, it it does do good things for them and it just seems like such a rock in the hard place thing where the only choice that they have is to be uh egregious about it you know what it puts me in the mind of which i think is a, a really i would say it's even a better analogy than wrestling twitter wrestling twitter more like we can speak to it more because we're kind of a part yeah. of that yeah yeah it's kind of like furries okay it's kind of like how Furries in and of themselves, they're not hurting nobody. They're right. just living there. They're into a thing that's kind of fringe. They 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 like it a lot. So, you know, they do that. And people look on it with disgust. Just, I hate them. <laughs> and it's like, oh, they're, just, they're not just, bothering you. Yeah, they're like, just doing their fucking thing. And, and I was thinking, like, K-pop, the whole, I, I think you would refer to it just as K-Wave at this point. Oh, hell yeah. Uh it's not so much fringe anymore. And I, I, I wonder if that's where part of this is coming from is because like, it's one of the first times where something outside of the like North American, like bubble has been such a big mainstream force. And it's in, infiltrated like yeah. so, so many Americans, like a lot of people that I know are super into K-pop and like know all these, like, like, y- y- it's so weird to see so many like American, like Americanized, like culturally American people know so much about foreign people. Because well, usually, like when Parasite came out, and I did finally see it, Parasite's so fucking it's good. It's amazing. Ooh. It's a great movie. But so many people were like, "I just can't get over the like I I don't want to read this movie. Like I I can't relate to these characters." And I'm like, "Why? What do you? What is?" Is it because it's in Korea? Like, it's not that different, no, really. No, it's not different. I don't know. I, I had a... Because uh, I, I would go see Parasite at 
the a theater. Yeah, whatever. I was supposed to go with you. Mr. Actually. Rudy. <laughs> like, uh, I ended up going by myself, which was great. It was actually a very good choice. Um, but the first scene in the movie where they're like going around the house. Yeah. I could tell a lot about the people around me by how many people laughed at that. Oh, how, was, how many people this was ridiculous to? Yeah, I was like, how many people were like, this looks like a house? Yeah, c- <laughs> clearly y'all don't know about like struggling to find Wi-Fi so you can make a phone call. Like, oh my god, that's a life that y'all don't know about. I guess I, I will say one thing that threw me off because the house was, you know, I relate to a lot of things like a. Uh, Opening the windows so you can get free pass control in the mosquito truck. Yeah, the fucking mosquito truck. Like, yeah, I, I know that life. But when they would go to the bathroom and the the toilet would be on the level that the house is supposed to be on. Yeah. I'm like, that is weird. I, w- I would never get used to walking upstairs to get to the, the toilet. <laughs> but it makes you wonder if, like, part of it is not necessarily xenophobic, but coming to a place of unfamiliar because like you'll if you listen to like um what's song i want you to want me right yeah that old song um the song that gets the version that's played on the radio is a japanese live version and you hear all these japanese people going fucking crazy well, over, i didn't know that over cheap trick we're so used to like american culture and american y- y- culture forces being the cornerstone of the world scene, I think it takes people back when that gets pushed the other way, when it's not American cultural imperialism being the big part. Well, to that point, I will say that a lot of the the K-wave that you're talking about, it heavily, it is heavily inspired by what America, like what Americans put out into the world, like the, uh, like we compare K-pop to boy bands, which is an American export. So, like you were showing me earlier, uh, the uh, the rap song, yeah, the the, the K-rap song, basically. And it's like, well, I mean, it is Korean. They're talking, I'm guessing, talking about Korean things. It's a Korean person in Korea, and in Korean, like the language, but it's it's a rap song. Like it's very heavily inspired by American hip-hop and there's something to be said for that but at the same time so is like grime and like uk rap and that does not hit in america the way k-pop and shit does like for some reason the way koreans do it just well and they they just do it right somehow they they feel it i think because it's so heavily engineered to be enjoyed oh they put the 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 uh, quadratic equations on it, <laughs> like like science, we focus group to this a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like not even just from like a musical standpoint, but like an aesthetic standpoint, uh, choreography, a marketing standpoint. Like it's all made to like biologically, you will enjoy it. Yeah, you kind of don't have a choice. Like um, to what you said about it borrowing from American culture. There was actually an instance that I read about in doing research. Um, I don't remember the group she was in, but uh, an idol named Wendy got into some trouble because she did a radio interview where she was talking about touring in America. And she was like, yeah, like I figured out and I learned how to, I learned how to act like black people. Oh God. 
And she's like, and that's been great for us, like doing music and stuff. So, yeah. I feel like <laughs> that's all right. So here's where the Korean slash versus like American, you know, origins come into play. Because if an American, like non-black person said that, I would feel a little more defense or a lot more defensive about it because they know what they're saying and okay. they know how, you know, they, they know that's kind of a, an off, off color thing to say, right. no pun intended. But when I hear someone that grew up in Korea and is completely Korean and all that say that they don't, I feel like they don't really understand the negative connotations of it. There's just, oh, we're just trying to, you know, be more, you know, palatable to, to black people or like we, black people seem cool. Let's try to make music like them, which I know when you say that like, <laughs> in our culture, it's like when someone says that, it's like, oh, no, delete that. Yeah, it's like, calm down, Robin Thick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, I don't know. It, it seems different coming from it's still kind of like eh. yeah i can see where you would be like i don't know, i kind of don't want to associate with you no more <laughs> but i don't know it, it hits different for me coming from coming from that mouthpiece i feel you yeah wendy has a certain way of saying things it's like she's like the korean sinead o'connor <laughs> like they, they weren't ready for her to say that she's like ripping up a picture of <laughs> kanye west <laughs> <laughs> Fight the real enemy. <laughs> She's not allowed on SNL anymore. She can't go back. Yeah. Um, People in the streets burn her albums with like Yeezys on. Because like uh, amidst us like preparing for this episode, um, everyone kind of knows some general uh, some generals about the extremes that K-pop the, that the bad apple K-pop stands will go to. Um, I watched a YouTube video. Uh, some dude made a joke. Actually, it was in the same vein. Of the other thing I sent you. Some dude made a joke about coronavirus, and like they went at, they went hard at this man. Oh, the video God. that I sent you. Um, some dude also made a joke about like a, a member of BTS getting coronavirus and like mm. the threats. Oh God! The creativity behind the threats. Yeah, very good. Um, you expressed some concern about you talking <laughs> to these people. Yes, I did. Um, I was worried. Uh, <laughs> I would say I said before that I'm not scared of these people. Yes, you did. I'm kind of scared of these people. Like that's just a front. Like, is but, it because of what you learned, or but were you going in with this this kind of fear? on your shoulder well i knew that we had a job to do ryan okay we're here as cultural arbiters yes um we're we, press we have a duty we have things to do and i feel like what we did here i, w- I would think was negative i think w- w- what we're offering is some visibility into these people because you came into this with some very like hardline ideas yeah i did not like them at all i'll say before not so much before this episode, but before I saw the activism that they were. Uh, all right, to to bring it like actual like full circle or whatever, the the protests and like the whole unrest and all that, I was over immediately. 
Like, it wasn't until I actually saw you guys out there changing things that I was like, okay, I can get with this. Because it's like, I've seen people march in the streets and get beat up by cops before because the cops killed a black person. I have seen this so many times, and I've seen nothing ever happen. So when they were like, oh, we're doing protests, and like, we're going to go burn shit. I'm like, great, let me know when... When something happens, like, let me know when y'all get tired and we can start all this shit over again. But then I started seeing, like, people getting prosecuted, laws getting passed, statues coming down. Yeah. Like, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, y'all are actually out here doing something. This I can get behind. Well, yeah, and I, I, I think to kind of keep on that on that topic, like, with what's happening now... Um, Baltimore wasn't a long time ago. No, it, it was... Eric Gardner it, wasn't a long time ago. No. Uh, we found ourselves as you know, people in a, in a place confronted with the situation time and time and time again. Um, this time feels different. It, the fact that it's worldwide as well yeah. is crazy. Like People going as hard for black lives... In Japan, yeah, and as we are in America, and, and, is beautiful to yeah, me. Yeah, in Japan and France, they're like going hard. Like it's yeah. This earlier on, I brought up about, about like feeling bad about bringing my daughter in, into this world, but it's through like things like that that like makes me feel like things are going to be better. Yeah, I, I always have a lot of faith in the generation after me. I'm always very curious to see what, like, when when we hand them this world and we're like, here, what do you think, what do you want to do? I'm very interested in seeing, like, them be like, all right, this is gone. All right, we don't need this. Right. And, like, we're, we're going to change it. Like, when they are in charge of this world, I'm re- ready and willing to see what they make of it. Because right now it's, I'm, you know, in my 30s. You know, we're supposed to be the people running the world, and mm, this is what we got. About that. <laughs> this is, about that. Yeah. See what happened. <laughs> yeah, see, look, <laughs> like, when I hand you this world, look, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you a <laughs> lot of mileage. And, like, I feel like beforehand with this, a lot of, a lot of people looked at, you know, K-pop stands in the same vein as, like, you did or I did before, like, I got, you know, knee-deep into doing this, like, they've had to deal with problems on their side, like, people lashing out to them. There was uh, a campaign, I don't know how long ago, it was fairly recent, but these rogues, essentially, would take fan cams, right, and have it start off with, like, Jungkook or, like, Luna or whatever. That's what I meant to say That's earlier, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, and like have it be that for a few seconds, but then go to like a dude getting shot in the head. Oh. Or like a beheading or like something gruesome. That or, I never ran into. Yeah, that's been a problem for them. Probably because I don't make it two seconds into <laughs> fan camps. So like they've, they've been faced with some Twitter challenges that like I didn't know about. I didn't know they were having because I mean, um, a bunch of these people are younger people. You know, they they're outliers. Obviously, they're fans of it. You know, of all ages and like people. But, but like, they they don't know the 
the lengths that agitators are willing to go to yeah. to make people look bad. Like that, the the rogues is their version of people showing up to protests and just breaking windows and leaving. Yeah. Yeah. That they. Yeah. They, I'm patting myself on the back <laughs> for that now. This is a good one. There we go. Fucking get them right. Cause like, and like there are people who like were not a so like didn't know about like the Wild West internet that like we came up with. Oh, that was, it's, it's another analogy. It's like battle rap back in the day <laughs> and battle rap now, <laughs> or not even battle rap. Just like people throwing disses at each other when when like Drake throws a diss at somebody and someone comes for Drake's whole life. And they're like, that's not fair. <laughs> like, that never got said back in the day dude no that was like fucking <laughs> that was mean like i sure hope it was me <laughs> like, yeah that's it the wasn't mean you don't release it people listen to hit him up they're like this isn't mean enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's threatening to murder his children it's like you fucked his wife but you didn't kill her <laughs> b plus <laughs> mm, could have been doesn't sound very death row yeah <laughs> the, the name is death row like more, come on more like life sentence yeah, I mean, he's still walking up, walking around the streets alive. <laughs> then he wasn't. <laughs> and then and they both were dead. Yeah, then he wasn't, and then he wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, I feel like maybe we've come to a place of better understanding in the journey that we did. This has been a lot more inf- informative and journalistic than a normal Twitter series episode. It, well, we kind of had a responsibility. Again, we're press. Uh, I'm wearing the the bowler hat with the little press <laughs> sign in it. Uh, I I was wondering what direction this episode was gonna go in based on the amount of things we had to like draw on. Cause you know we could talk about what's happening in the world and everything, but like we're Twitter sitters, we like to talk about what's happening on Twitter, right? Which is pretty much the same thing, <laughs> like. Yeah, the things happening in the real world have permeated Twitter in such a way that you can't talk about what's going on on Twitter without getting Touching into these. Every, everything touches it. Yeah, it's it's all because we wanted to do an episode about K-pop. Yeah, and K-pop stands the things that they got into tie into <laughs> the injustice in America. Like it's it's crazy how cyclical everything is. And that's part of the beautiful way about how this world works because it it. It's t- it's touching everything. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's how the protests went like worldwide. Because I remember when uh, in Hong Kong when yeah. they were like, I was like, yeah, I'm standing with the over over here in America. You you do your thing, standing with you. So yeah, I, I like that. You know, now that my people are or have been for 400 years and facing it and people are just like you know what yeah <laughs> you know, like better late than never but it's yeah this this has gone on for too long yeah <laughs> <laughs> too long it's it's been it came out of the birth it came out of the womb too long yeah like they they were birthed angry like they came out of the womb like y'all still mistreating black people <laughs> And then they finally grew up and got legs and started marching. Oh, man. The ants go march again. Ooh. We got to have... All right, after we have Alexander Shannara on, we got to have Dave Matthews. Because I got to tell him that story about the guy punching through my fence because (laughs) I wouldn't play a Dave Matthews song at a party. (laughs) I need him... I need him on this show to tell that dude that it wasn't that big a deal. (laughs) Yeah, Dave Matthews sells wine. 
No. It's pretty good. Is it like the, uh, what, what was the dude's name? Uh, he was a director back in the day, like the 60s and 70s, and he shot a commercial for wine where he was clearly drunk. Oh, fucking Orson Welles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was way <laughs> fucked up. His emotion. <laughs> he's like, he's a fucking pig. Like he's, yeah, he's sweating and shit. They had to like place him at the table. He's just shining from fucking sweat. It's just, he's just. Oh God, bless his soul. So in the event that, because I feel like we've been pretty positive, but but uh, there is a history of. K-pop stands being defensive because they have no other choice but to be. Yeah, and if, I can relate to that. Yeah, I get that's how I live my fucking life. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, in the event that there is a hashtag Twitter series is over party. And uh, because maybe even because of this episode, <laughs> maybe, who knows? Because of me misspeaking earlier, you didn't even make it to the part <laughs> where. <laughs> And we smooth that over. Twitter's <laughs> is over bar is, is already tr- trending right now. Yeah. Um, if you had to take a guess, what are we going to get canceled for? If not earlier, <laughs> um, we, you know what? I think we might get canceled because Alexander Shannara is actually going to step up and use his like social media influence or like just his power of of being an attorney <laughs> and you know come come at us you know guns blazing and more people have heard of Alexander Shannara than have heard of Twitter sitters unfortunately so I think Shannara stands are gonna come for us oh no the Shannara stand Shannara yeah yeah it, that should be our uh, our new enemies now that we're you know, we're not beefing with nobody anymore. We should create a beef with Shannara stands. <laughs> I want that. I mean, yeah, because there definitely are Shannara stands. Oh, hell there. yeah. I've seen them. I think. Yo, all this time, I still don't know who Stan Luna is. Who, what? <laughs> Stan Luna, dog. First name Stan, last name Luna. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> or Stan Jungkook? Who? Who is Stan? <laughs> who is? Who is Stan? Why is Stan such a, such a popular name <laughs> these days? Dude, I felt fucking embarrassed. I always thought Stan came from Ether. I no. thought I was ahead of the fucking game. I was like, they don't know it came from Nas. And I was like, oh, I looked up the years it was released. I was way wrong. It's so weird, like. Ether came out way later than I thought it did. I know. I thought Ether came out like in the nineties. Because I thought it was on Illmatic. Yeah, it's, it's not. N- it's not. It's on Stillmatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like the third one I want to say. Something like that. It came out We're, in two thousand one. Oh yeah, Illmatic. Illmatic was definitely like in the nineties, and I think there was another one and then Stillmatic. So yeah, Ether. Fucking <laughs> <Look into> Ether. <laughs> God, what a speaking of diss tracks. That are legendary Ooh. and mean. <laughs> it's, it's very Ether. <laughs> it's, oh, it's very bad. I want to. Oh, now this is going to. They're K pop diss tracks. There should be. <laughs> the you know what? We might have just listened to one. We just didn't understand it. That's true. Who'd, 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 we might have just listened to the Eminem of 
K-Rap <laughs> kill shot. Just going after everybody. We're just sitting here like, oh, it's so just bopping. Yeah, that, that, that's that's one of the things in, in, in doing this. A huge percentage of these are bangers. It's quite good. Oh, hell yeah. But I'm not in a place where I'm going to stanzition. Stanzition? Am I adding this word to my lexicon? Maybe. Stanzition? Flip mode? Life drop? (laughs) Define stanzition. Give me the the Merriam-Webster. Stanzition is whenever you are a fan of one thing. And then you stop being a fan of that thing and start being a fan of a different thing. Well, and we're talking like stand level fan. Stand level like fan. You were a fan of this thing and only this thing. And, and then, then stopped and switched to being a fan of another thing and only that thing. Exactly. Transition. <laughs> I like it. But I, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not in a place to transition right now. There are too many fucking hot variables in life right now. I got to keep my stands the way they are. I got to keep my stands in line. Yeah, it's it, only one way to to keep yourself sane in these uncertain times, and it's to hold on to what is what what is stable in your life. Which for me, of course, is my standing of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Exactly. No matter what happens in the world, I will always love that movie. Stan Spornak. That's a Golden Girls joke that oh, only okay. two people are gonna get. <laughs> no, dude. I think the only person that not that's not gonna get that joke is sitting on this couch right now. <laughs> Everyone has seen Golden Girls except me. <laughs> like, um, yeah, Stan us. Please find your stand. Hold them tight. We're, uh, we came back just in time to get canceled for you guys. God damn it. Twitter series is over party. Uh, yeah. Which we're not over. Like, let's be clear. Uh, we're still going to make episodes. Yeah, dude, we're, how cool. Dude, you should name the episode hashtag Twitter series is over party. There we go. And then people will be curious. Exactly. And they'll listen to the episode. See, that's that Korean marketing team that we got. Bill, you're a genius. By the way, I signed us to a 20-year contract. God fucking damn it. <laughs> well, but. We'll put music over that. We'll talk about the content. We'll put music over it. Bill, you son of a...